Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with Exo Swimmer Girl Exo. I am your host, Exo Swimmer Girl Exo, also known as Catherine. And I am here with my boyfriend, Nick. I'm Nick. <laughs> That's him. Um, I wanted to, I'm recording this episode a little early for you guys. Um, I normally record it on Tuesdays, but Nick and I are going to Hawaii tomorrow, um, which is Monday. So we are getting this episode in so that we can like talk to you and catch up. Um, don't really have tons of a plan. We just wanted like a quick little touch base. I've also, this has been like the first full week of me living with Nick, I guess, right? Almost full week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nick is um, holding the mic as like a mic stand. We still need a mic stand. Um, Nick and I moved basically in together, which is exciting, uh, the beginning of last week. And um, that kind of pushed my episode out. I checked in with you guys last like Friday, I think, this past Friday. And we're going away for a week. And then me, Nick and I are moving into like our own place when we return. So we've both been in like a huge transition of like boxes and furniture. And um, it's been really exciting. It's also thrown our schedule off a bit. So I appreciate you understanding like the timing of everything. Um, Anyway, we still haven't gotten a mic stand, so the mic stand will be Nick for now. Um, do you have anything you'd like? You're deferring to me, the person with the plan. I don't know what to talk about. We're going to Maui. If you'd like the exact address, you can DM me, and we can we can coordinate a listener meetup. Um, no, no, we don't <laughs> have to do that. We don't. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so recently... Um, yeah, we're going to Maui, right? Yep. Yep. But um, speaking of meetup, uh, Nick and I were shopping today. Um, we had a really fun weekend. Actually, let's like run you through. I went on a six, we went on a six mile walk with our friends. It was so much fun. It was a six mile hike because, you know, you climbed, you got some elevation. Yeah. You got to give yourself that credit. I do. I have to give myself that credit. Um, I did. We had a six mile hike. It was so fun. Nick and I went on a hike the one of the like the last time I was here and I felt very claustrophobic. There were like a lot of trees. This one felt very much like what I assumed a hike should be in California. It was really nice and open. Um and then we went to his parents and we had pizza, which was really fun. And watched such a scary movie, the scary movie X on uh what is it on? It's on I don't know. I, I we just rented it on Apple TV, but my take on it if you if you guys ever decide to watch it, is that it's almost like it skews dark comedy over horror movie. I wouldn't recommend it to literally anybody. It was the worst. It was like we were hanging out with a group of our friends and like we were like, oh, one of them like suggested, oh, let's watch this movie X. And I like scary movies. Um, I don't really like them. Like I say I like them, but like I'm too scared to watch them. Like Nick will actually watch them. I like a scary movie so I can re like Wikipedia the whole plot. Anyway, this movie came up. We ended up renting it. It was like terrifying and bad. And also it was like meaningless. Like nothing, nothing really. People died and that was it. But like there's no explanation. So I don't know. I got to rate it on Letterboxd. I don't know what I'll give it. But Nick is so cute. He is so many lists and processes like the fact that you have letterbox is adorable um yeah it was probably the worst film anyway it was really bad what, what were we talking this is a movie review podcast <laughs> oh my god we should do that um 
And then what is it? Okay, so now we're going to Hawaii, which is exciting. Um, today we were shopping for like non our place that we're like moving into together. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Like we're getting a lot of furniture. I have to cough. <clears throat> Sorry. We're getting a lot of furniture that we want to like grow with. Like we got a really nice couch. We got another couch. We've been like looking at furniture so frequently that we went shopping today just for like little things for um, our vacation. And I was in Brandy Melville and I ran into somebody who knows me from TikTok, which is so cool. So far, I've had three run-ins with people who've been like, I know your TikTok. The first two, all of them are so lovely. The first two, I was in Boston. And then when I was in Boston and like last week, I was like, I was in Maddie's, like this, this really packed bar in Marblehead. Today, I was in like my happy place, which is like a Brandy Melville store. And I went to check out and I'm like checking out the stuff. I love it there. I understand there's a lot of criticism about Brandy. I've said this once. I'll say it a million times. I shop there. I don't foresee myself not shopping there for a long time. It just makes me happy. Different strokes for different folks. This is a stroke for me. Please don't make that into a that's what she said joke. So I'm checking out at Brandy and this cool girl comes by and she was like, I love your top. And so I was like, oh, thanks. It's Brandy. And she was like, no, no, I love your TikTok. And I was like, what? Huh? And she was like, yeah, no, you. I love your stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what's your name? And I said, it was really nice to meet you. And I met her and the other person behind um, who's checking me out. And I feel weird about like doxing humans, but they, they were so cool. Both of them were so cool. It was like literally the highlight. Of, like, I mean, I've had a lot of highlights. I've been very lucky. I've been like really batting hundreds. A thousand. Batting a thousand okay. is good. I've been batting a thousands recently. Batting that. Wow. I've been batting a thousand. Just, just one thousand. I've been just batting one thousand. But, um, I was really cool. Like it made me really happy. I, it, like if you ever do interact or see me, that just makes me, that just was awesome. She was awesome. Um, anyway, that happened to me today, which was really, really cool. I didn't witness the interaction because I was on the uh, Boyfriends of Brandy bench outside of the store. Um, I, had, I had vacated the premises as I, I don't know. I felt like people were looking at me and they were like, why are you in here? So then I felt unwanted. But cool store. That's all. <laughs> Nick just wanted an excuse to make an alliteration, like boyfriends of Brandy Bench. But mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> that's that's exactly right. That was what that was. Yeah, um, that was really fun. Uh, so yeah, we're going to Hawaii tomorrow. It's gonna be really fun. We're leaving early in the morning. We're driving down. I don't like give it. Well, this is gonna premiere Tuesday, so mm-hmm. right. So we're f- driving to San Diego. It's so funny. Um. I'm noticing more and more, like, I don't know, when I'd come to California before, it was to visit Nick, and now I'm, like, becoming a resident, so it's funny. Can I ask you a question? Yes. My question for you is, what is what is the biggest difference that you've noticed in, I don't know, does it feel different now that you're here, even though, you know, you visited here multiple times, um... Does it feel different now that you're a resident, even though we're, you know, technically in the same place that you've been visiting? Um, do you feel like you're, you're a true, I don't know, that you live here? Thank you so much for the thoughtful question. Yes. Um, I definitely feel different. I don't know why. Um, it started when I was driving to like Target last week. I've, got, I've been to Target probably 30 times in the past four days. But I feel more like, I don't know. When I was visiting, it felt more like I was in such a long, 
I have been in such a long transition period of my life, which has been so lovely to be in. Um, and I kind of didn't feel like settled, I guess, for a really long time. And I knew certain things for certain, if that makes sense. Like meeting Nick, I was like, this is the love of my life. And I'm like, that's so exciting to know one thing for certain, specifically the one thing that I've wanted to not even know for certain, like force for certain. Like I'd be dating like a person I knew in like elementary school and I'd be like, oh, this is it. And it's like, no. But I didn't know really like what my life was going to look like or where I was going to be X, Y, Z. So I just kind of felt like in the kind of floating. And now I feel really like excited because I'm just transitioning to being here full time, which is fun. I've noticed a lot of differences between the East Coast and the West Coast already that I guess I didn't realize before. Like everyone here is so kind. Nobody uses their blinker. Also, nobody beeps. Like I have not been driving greatly and nobody has beeped at me or flipped me off, um, which has been exciting for me. Um, and uh, I just had something I wanted to say. Oh, well, so tomorrow we're going to San Diego early in the morning. That's actually the last thing I was saying. And then we're flying from there to Hawaii and there's only a slight time zone, which should be nice. Um, I'm going to attempt to work. I might have to take some days off next week because I don't know if I can actually work when we're traveling on our travel day, but uh, you didn't take PTO. I told my boss that I was going. I mean, a lot of my job is not like meetings. Okay, I might end up taking PTO today. Like, I think I'll. A lot of my job, luckily, right now, isn't like meeting group focused. But um, maybe I should just take it this week. I mean, if you want to be on vacation, we're hashing this out on the pod right now. Hash it out. Yeah, I took PTO. I took vacation days. All, fi- all five? Yeah. Then I think I'll just do that. I, I've i been telling my boss that I was going to try and work remotely um, to, like, get some posts up and, like, because I work in social media and, like, get graphics. But I was like, I won't be on calls next week. So, yeah, I think I'll figure that out. Like, I, I realistically can't work on a travel day. But what do you think if you were to give advice and to i don't know people that look up to you and and they're trying to navigate their work life what would you tell them to do right now or in general um in general you give the you ask the best questions um i would say it takes a long time i've worked really hard at cultivating any form of work life balance i didn't have one for a really long time and i feel like the generations above us like glorify working yourself to the bone and i think that's like what people you are what we call them what hours flexors or hours hardos i just want to like they just want to tell you how many hours they worked in an, in a given week or on an average week and turns out they're actually morons I like agree. You know, I think it's similar to relationships. I think if the most exciting thing about your relationship is how long you've been together, I feel bad for you. And if you think the most comprehensive thing that you give an organization is how many hours you put into the organization, I feel bad for you. I think it's hard to measure a lot of things. It's hard to measure like quality of work. And I think it's really hard to navigate like joining the workforce. Um, if I could give advice to anybody out of college or whatever who looks up to me, I would say like get a therapist. I always say that, but get a therapist True. and like get a therapist and ask the therapist to work on boundaries. Like 
boundaries in any form of life are helpful and to teach yourself and practice being graceful to yourself. I had no boundaries in my work life. Um, I didn't even know boundaries existed until like, I don't know, half a year ago. Yeah. In any, in any facet of my life. I got into a place like a couple, so I'll say, I think it was over a year ago, I was in a position, like at, I was at a job, um, I, I had some, I think actually, I was saying this to my boss the other day, every single manager I've ever had who isn't my current boss has been the worst manager of all time. You name a type of manager, uh, the one that yells at you, the one that crosses boundaries, the one that screams at you, the one that, the one that harass, like everything you name, I've checked every single box. And I currently have a manager who's like iconic, she's awesome, she's warm, she's intelligent, she knows how to direct, she knows how to manage, she can manage a team of people, she can help me meet expectations and goals with my ADHD. And I'll say that in my particular life, it took me a lot of years of not having her to recognize, hey, when this manager is screaming at me and calling me an idiot, I'm not an idiot. I think differently. I have ADHD. So it's like I took a lot of time before getting my current boss to realize what I really need and what I needed because I saw a lot of what I didn't need. And I think for my life, that's kind of mirrored relationships. Like I've been in a fair amount of relationships in my life. I felt guilty about being in them. I don't know. Like I think maybe it's like, as you should. Yeah, shut up. Like, I don't know if it's the Catholic guilt, but like any relationship that wasn't Nick, I was sad wasn't Nick before knowing Nick. I was like, well, I just want to, I want to meet the love of my life when I'm 10, which is bizarre. And anytime I didn't, it wasn't the love of my life. I was like, this is a failure. I think it's important to remember that in anything you do in life, especially jobs, anything that gives you more insight on yourself isn't a failure. And all time being alive on this rock isn't wasted. Like, I think that isn't taught frequently enough and it should be. Um, and yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Working in general is something that I feel like people talk about in like pros, but they don't talk about directly. My first job out of college, I was like in a leadership program. So I was working in like accounts, I guess, which were like stores. I did not work. 10 hours a day. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about all the empty time sometimes in jobs or the lack of empty time. I think overall, it's all a journey of learning um, and you're not doing anything wrong. And work should help you, in my opinion, work should help you in life achieve things. We need to work to make money to live a life. It's very hard to remember to practice that but the work-life boundary thing is something that a lot of, um, and I don't mean to sound ageist, but a lot of older generations take advantage of when you're younger because they'll say, you're not married, you don't have kids. like, And so they package it, even if they're not noticing it. I don't even think they mean to, but they package it like, you know, I put in my work, I put in my time, my hours. And you're like, congratulations. You put in 50-hour days or something. The old, like Time is a currency, itself you know like we talk so much about how much money you make a year people are literally paying you i'll pay you what when i graduated college i think i dated someone who made like 20 to thirty thousand dollars a year on top of commission which like commission but like twenty thousand dollars a year a college graduate made twenty thousand dollars a year right that is twenty thousand dollars that is a company saying you working for us is worth that so do the little mental math but all your hours are worth something. So hours you give a company that isn't going to pay you more 
that's like you're giving something for free. Like give that time to yourself. Even if you're sitting, scrolling TikTok, online, online shopping, whatever, hours are yours. That wasn't my salary out of college. I also had a TikTok about my salary outside of college, which I took down. And I don't know if somebody reali- if you guys have realized it. It got, it was going kind of viral, but it, I took it down. And I want to be honest about it. Some people are snakes. <laughs> and um, while I have nothing to be ashamed of and I'm proud of my salaries and sharing them because I think salary transparency is the literal only way that people know if they're paid fairly. Um, it was highlighted and made my personal life really like it, it made they put it jeopardized certain incomes in my life and so a i want to highlight how like weird it is that we can't talk about salary transparency and b like if you were looking for that video it was taken down because things were brought to my attention and it was involving people who were not me and it just was not something that um was fair for me to keep up but anyway life is hard you can always quit a job i have so many job things like you'd always quit a job people are always like oh i don't i feel bad they're a company i don't care how big a company it is it's a company you can get a job offer start a, i knew someone out of college who had a job at this at like john hancock um or something like a big company no maybe pwc they were an accountant so it was pwc and then they got a job offer from like the other top something firm left and like went to the other firm for more money do it job and work stuff has helped me be more selfish more than anything else. And some people need to be pushed to an extreme and some people don't, but uh, I don't know. That was probably not useful in any capacity, but that, yeah, I'm so nervous to look at it right now. I'm nervous. I, that's another thing. It's funny being in a lot of relationships. I've had such shitty boyfriends, like horrible boy. Well, comparing to Nick, once you meet that, I don't know, like, meeting him it's so it's so jarring how long I like wasn't with him now you know like little things like I used to be nervous talking with guys I dated I've always dated really quiet people because I would look at them and I'd expect like you know that look of like disgust you know that look someone gives you and they're like just shut up and you're like oh my god I'm like so sorry um I'm always like I think when you date people like kind of expecting to get that if you've dated people like that I don't get that here imagine if I was like I do I love coming on this pod because you just gas me up. Yeah, just gas up my boy. Consistently. (laughs) Consistently. I'm just getting my words of affirmation. Just eating them all up. Like fuel. It fuels me to just fight another day. Yeah, he's a Taurus. (laughs) You're like, I like being told no. Um, But it's funny because like, I get a lot of comments about him in general and in my relationship and how much I decide to share on here. And I'm trying to be as like, I mean, this is all new to me, obviously all of it is new to everyone like being alive. But, um, I was in a relationship so long where I thought the little things that Nick does weren't done. Like I, similar to a company, somebody I dated benefited off of me not knowing that there were better things out there. And so sometimes when you're one-on-one, someone will be like, Oh, shut up. You're so annoying. Or like, I mean, it's like, and you're one on one at work. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I've had like bosses say that. I mean, I'll say what I could not say enough about those sales programs, like the Gallo Leadership Development Program, ENJ Gallo Winery. I mean, they were great. I learned a lot. Usually, those big sales programs at a school, they just promote. I just, there's so much to learn. It's so hard to like decipher, but just because someone's an incredible sales rep doesn't mean they're going to be an incredible manager. And most of the time, like with those companies where everyone's young and then the managers are young 
a manager was like, you're so whatever. Like they just talk to you in a way that they should not speak to you and it's inappropriate. But you like don't have an HR. Like you don't know where HR is. And I've had also like older managers speak to me similarly. I've also had like men I dated talk that way. I think a lot of times girls get really nervous or at least I know my experience because I'm a cisgendered girl who dates men that like people are like, oh, why are your expectations so high when people are courting you? And it's more like when you're in a relationship, that's when things fall because someone feels like they got you. So like, yeah, someone's great on a couple of dates and now you're dating and they spend all night playing Call of Duty, like yelling at you from another room. Tea. <laughs> that's all. I just had to say tea. <laughs> and like, they're just, it's just, I don't know. And in those times, maybe that's like a personal thing, but I, I, I think it, it doesn't hurt to remind people that you can leave. In like most situations, you can just leave. Thanks for the reminder. Shut up. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, the job thing. Um, yeah. I was going to be nice about you, but now I don't know. Okay. Cause like another thing I was watching summer house with Nick, a uh, huge summer house gal. I used to watch a lot of Bravo when I was dating my ex cause my life was miserable and I like vicariously lived through these Bravo people. And I'm starting to notice like, I'm starting to, I've been noticing how people I used to criticize on TV too. I'm like, oh my God, Catherine, you were just miserable. Like I saw Austin Kroll, who like, I'm not an Austin Kroll fan account. Like the guy, there's like some Bravo podcast that's two gay men impersonating other Bravo lebs. They're like the funniest people on earth. And now I'm forgetting because I used to listen to podcasts all the time. And they said that Austin Kroll kind of talked like a Muppet. Like his mouth didn't move as fast as what he was saying. And I'm like, it was his first season on the show. And now any show he's on or something, I just can't forget that. It's funny. Anyway, Austin was talking about a character, like a person, I guess, Shep, saying like, all Shep wants to do is whatever he wants to do at any point in time. He just wants to be happy. And every time, every day, it's like what he wants kind of changes. Shep's a Libra. But um, younger me, it was like, yeah, he's so selfish, like blah, blah, blah. And now older, I'm like, yeah, like so do I. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be happy every day of your life it's not easy to for everybody not everybody has the same amount of access which is not okay but when did we get to this point where like we started i don't know maybe it's nisco's thing but why since when did we get to this point in society where like we just need to complain all the time like you feel so guilty for having like a happy moment you know i don't want to i don't want you were kind of touching on this earlier but I think as the generations continue to go on, everybody, I don't know, I tr I li I'd like to think that I'm not included in this, but I know that I probably subconsciously am. Like, nobody, everyone subconsciously wants, doesn't want their, I don't know, younger generation to have a better life than they did because they, they're kind of like, I don't know. Everyone feels like a scorned person that just because I had it so bad, it should be bad for other people. Um, and I feel like that, it, that kind of logic extends into so many different parts of, of life. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you said this. I think a lot of people who I like, people who are mean and cruel and I mean in any capacity like if you leave a hate comment on a TikTok first of all if you leave a hate comment on someone's TikTok I want you to know I feel genuinely deeply 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 bad for you like I actually deeply pity but, you I mean I don't know I think for 
if you're down bad and you're in a bad place in your life, it's way easier for you to be negative to somebody else. I don't know. I personally... Are you going to say something? Yeah. Um, so we got cut out for a second, but now we're back. What I was saying is, I don't know, even in friendships, you're sometimes people who are feeling a little bit worse about where they are in life or they're comparing themselves to somebody have a harder time being genuinely happy for their friends or I don't know. It's like sometimes harder to see your friend just stack wins when you're losing, I guess. You can go ahead. Thank you. Um, Nick is now going to have to, I just feel so bad. We're going to get an arm. We're going to get an arm for this in our new place. We're going to get a second mic. We do need a second mic. This needs, okay, sorry. Okay, I agree. If you want to have me on pods in the future. I do. Okay, I want to, okay, so I want to talk about that quickly. This circles back to people saying, asking me if I could say anything to somebody who just joined the workforce or whatever. I want everybody who listens to this podcast to know that having empathy to be able to think about where somebody is and why somebody is treating you a certain way is beautiful and incredible. And it's not an excuse for somebody to treat you a certain way. Um, Because I felt like I spent a lot of my time when I was younger being like, I mean, I still am young in comparison to things, but I agree. I think it's hard to meet people when you don't feel whole. It's hard to see people win. I think that I'm starting to realize, especially in my life recently, that like relationships with people can exist where you're just genuinely rooting for each other and open and honest with each other. Like people don't know what you don't tell them. And so when someone's like sharing a win with you, sometimes if you feel bad, like remember that they're sharing something with you. They don't know everything that you're going through and you don't know everything that got to that win. Um, But yeah, I think that's like, I mean that in a, in a serious way. Like if you leave a hate comment or also like when you see people at work and they treat you a certain way, it is not your job to, I think you should, I think we all meet people. We can only meet people as far as they've met ourselves. If you want to meet somebody and have a relationship that is healthy, whether it is with a boyfriend, a partner, a girlfriend, a friend, a parent, or a boss, that relationship exists already because you are with that person as a, like in relation to one another. If the relationship is toxic, which everyone is saying nowadays, um, you can't physically make the other person meet you where you are. And that's a lesson I heard, I learned time and time again. I, when I tell you I've had bosses, the way I've been spoken to in a professional setting, I deserve a lot more money than I've ever been paid. I have had bosses meet me and I have gone through like, how do I effectively communicate to make sure I'm growing trust? I have tried it all. And what I learned while trying that and having, think about a relationship building, like you're throwing a ball, having the ball not be caught on the other end because you can't, you can't just juggle is that I've practiced how to toss a ball at somebody. What I mean to say is if you're in friendships growing right now and one of your friends is growing in a different stage than you or or you're finding yourself in like a work setting where you're even, I mean, work settings are interesting, especially what you decide to share with like work colleagues and stuff. And I'll definitely talk more about that um, in the coming weeks, like how to create professional relationships and how to, I don't know, not how to, but it it's all practice. Um, 
your behavior towards others and yourself is the only thing you have control over. And it's hard to separate how people treat you from how you feel like, like how good of a person are you? I know there's a quote that's like, people for, will forget what you said. Okay, this is mean because I'm like, I'm, I'm making fun of the quote. But the quote's like, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget what, how, how you made them feel. I used to love that quote when I was younger. And now I kind of like hate it because I think that, I think that, um, I don't hate it. I just think that it can't encourage can you guys hear me? Sorry. We keep feeling like this is like breaking and it's not. I feel like that quote can encourage this like perfectionism mentality of like my boss yelled at me today. What did I do wrong? And maybe it's just my own personal experience, but there is nothing that you should do in a professional setting. There is nothing that you're capable of doing that makes abusive treatment. Okay. Whether that is a friendship or a, a corporate relationship or non-corporate, like whether you're like a sales representative, an accountant, I don't care what you're doing. I think that is like a very important thing to remember at the end of the day, that you're a person and you deserve to be treated with basic human respect. And if you haven't had that happen to you yet, I want you to know, I'm very sorry and I love you. And I want you to know, doesn't mean that you don't deserve it just because you haven't met it, you know? Um, so yeah. I actually really like that quote. Um, why? Because I'm a Taurus and a Sag rising or something. Anyway, um, I don't know. But like your even your example, like you can use that quote to be like, my boss made me feel like this. I don't really remember what my boss said, but I remember she made me feel like shit. I like I thank. I mean, I like that quote too. I I guess I'm I was. I'm sorry that I was like tripping over my words. If you guys could physically see the setup that we're currently in, you would understand. Um, and if not, I'm just gonna have to do a better job painting the picture that this mic keeps getting unplugged and it's like insane. I like that quote a lot. I just think it's important to remember that you can't control everything about somebody. I think you can do your best and meet people in relationships with empathy and kindness. Um, but even the most brilliant, most empathetic people are limited to their own like you don't know what someone isn't telling you. So I think that's important. You know, you don't, you could say something and be like, hope you're having a great day. And someone would be like, oh, well that made me feel like crap. That's not your fault. You didn't know, you know? Like I think that sometimes we put too much onus on our ability to control an entirety of a situation when we never had it to begin with. And I just think that's like a lose, lose, lose situation. Agree. Nick was nodding his head. Um, I've seen stars. You okay? Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Anyway. Do you have anything else that you might want to add on this podcast? No, I think I'm good. I want to make sure that you're... You don't see... Can you... I want to make sure you're not, like, seeing stars. No, it's because I just rubbed my eye really hard. Other than that... um, I love you all. Thanks again for being so patient for the past couple of weeks. Nick and I will be in Hawaii. Then I'll check back in when we come back. Um, do you have anything, any last comments, <laughs> things to plug? Nope. <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, I love you all and I will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. <laughs>